Hey folks, welcome to episode 104 of Biomast. Uh, we're a little shorthanded tonight, but that won't will not slow us down as usual. We will continue to put out the uh, highly refined professional product that we do every week. Um, on that note, though, if you're listening to this, I'm going to bet money, a lot of cash folding money right now that you're listening to it on iTunes, primarily because our stream is not up this week. But that's one of those little trials and tribulations we go through occasionally. So we appreciate you for tuning in on iTunes and picking this episode up. Uh, it'll probably be a little bit shorter than our normal ones, but that's probably okay too. Uh, so for your drive time commute, we would like to bring you this show on your podcast. Uh, a little bit about Biomast. We are a multimedia empire, if you will, that uh, covers quite a few games. And without further ado, let's knock out some intros. Uh, Zell, why don't you lead us off, man? I'm Soraya Zell. I'm currently playing World of Warcraft. I'm sorry, and because um, I can't play Overwatch during uh, during a podcast, it's uh, hard to multitask that. So, okay, all right, I'll totally buy that. Uh, Bait. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Awa Bait, and I am currently answering questions about the human reproductive system. Not you, are, you are too young Not to be helpful. answering questions about the human reproductive <laughs> system. No, I'm. I'm, I'm incredibly glad we don't build this as a family-friendly show, but that's okay, too. <laughs> um, so, and my name is Jason. I'm uh, one of the co-hosts here, as you can imagine, and one of the purveyors of uh, Biomast Media Empire, as we like to refer to it, a.k.a. the website that Zell and Pokey usually put together and do a really good job of it. Uh, and on that note, Pokey is away tonight. It is Mother's Day. So for everybody that has not said Happy Mother's Day to your mom, by the time you're listening to this, it's too late. It's the day after or the week after. So my bad. Uh, but he's actually out on the West Coast. We're all we're mostly East Coast or Central time. So it worked out that he's taking his mom to dinner. And actually, he's got his priorities straight. So we totally salute that. Um, what we would like to do is kind of uh, burn through a couple quick topics real quick and um, talk a little bit about a game that we've been playing this weekend. Uh, we're predominantly going to be talking a little bit about Overwatch. And there's a lot of interesting facets that we can bring into this game. Uh, it's one of the raft of kind of shooter MOBAs that's coming out. Uh, but before we get into that, we had just a couple other uh, quick things to kick around. Um, so gotta, I got to throw this out on the table first. Did anybody, you guys see the uh, Call of Duty uh, Infinite Warfare uh, I did not. Trailer? I heard Man, that it had that more dislikes really than likes, but I haven't actually I, seen the trailer. I, I totally don't get a dislike on that one. Like, I'm not a huge Call of Duty fan, but what they do really well is cinematics. And believe it or not, their first per person... Or like their their uh, storylines, like you know the seven or eight hours that those things last, or what we, if that, they're usually pretty good. Uh, if nothing else, the whole cutscene thing. But the trailer for this is wicked good. Uh, it is a, a really really well done, very slick, uh, cin- you know, movie quality cinematic trailer, really high speed. Best use of Major Tom in a game video ever, ever. I'm more excited about the the first Modern Warfare remaster that you can get with uh, yes, that, with that actually game sounded exciting. Yeah, than I am about the actual game. On the flip side of that, though, how about that Battlefield One trailer? Though that was pretty. Any of you see that? Cool. Oh my yeah, god! The World War yeah. One. Yeah, this could be so good. I can't wait for that. Yeah, no, it's actually. I was really surprised. I mean, you know, Call of Duty. I mean, that, that whole series itself and Battlefront to a degree. I mean, they put out. You know, people like throw throw rocks and stones at them, but you know what? Like a whole lot of people play those games. Yes, um, and they are, you know, they're very well done for what they do. I, I mean, you know, the the PvP stuff that's usually where I think a lot of people get uh, kind of get sideways on them with. But 
I, I actually buy those just to, like I said, do the playthrough of them. Uh, I've never done the fun. single player on a Call of Duty. I, I actually, buy it and play multiplayer. They're actually and that's really it. good. Like in, in all in all honesty, that's like I don't really enjoy the the PvP parts of them, uh, but the single player parts of a lot of those are, are surprisingly well done and well done cutscenes. I mean, it's a, it usually has a pretty decent story to it. Uh, I know it, probably a lot of people like Uzel, they, they just like skip right through that and just jump right into the PvP, but they're, they are pretty good. <laughs> I played the story for the Kevin Spacey one. That was pretty cool. I think that's the other thing is, that, you know, they, they, they produce a fairly short first person mode so they can, they really do go all in on it in terms of like voice actors story and you mm-hmm. know, like the visuals and stuff. It's, it's usually pretty good. Oh yeah. No, it, it, it was really good. I it, yeah, I'll tell you what, you're going to have some fun. Look at the, uh, you can usually go to IMDB or other places and you can look at the Call of Duty games. Just oh, yeah. look at look at the list of voice actors on there. There's like, you're like, holy shit. Like, I watch all those guys. <laughs> you know? Like, there, there was one, I can't, I can't remember which one it was, but like the this entire squad that literally only says maybe between them, like two or three lines and then a lot of like, you know, like medic and, you know, you know, aim for that guy over there. You know that kind of shit. It's dudes like like Tim Tim Oliphant from like Justified, Bill Fickner. Oh. You know all those guys. Like all these cool. like like really well known people. And you're like, those dudes were in this. And you're like, yeah, for like thirty seconds. But there's like a ton of them. It was really good. See, my favorite thing is like now we're getting to this point in games where like we're putting people's faces like actually in the game uh you actually like, see you like know. the quantum break yeah, trailer yeah, yeah. And you're like oh that's the dude from x-men i recognize mm-hmm. him yeah that's that, like, that is, that's the first thing i caught on that by the way i was like wow that looks like that is him <laughs> yeah and i was i was tempted to, honestly the halo franchise became a lot more appealing the moment i saw nathan fillion's face in it so yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say was like, i just I don't have an xbox for halo. and if i put it on the window like, store i'll buy it and I turned around and I'm like, oh my god, it's Nathan Philly. That's cool. Like, I watched this guy in Firefly. And now he's like, this dude beside me in Halo. Or and then, like, in Call of Duty, it's, oh my god, that's Kevin Spacey right there. It, 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 it's really fun. Yeah, no, I, it, I, I'm totally on board with that. There's there's a lot of really cool stuff that, uh, that the games out there are doing nowadays in terms of that kind of that kind of jazz. And I think because games are, are a lot more, I mean, they're definitely clearly mainstream, so to speak, from an entertainment standpoint. There's you're getting a lot more, um, I think, crossover between some of the different markets. It's actually pretty cool to to kind of be in a video game now if you're an actual semi well known Hollywood dude. So it's kind of cool. I mean, it kind of makes you wonder like where they might be going with it in the future. Let's see. I'm doing a quick, just a quick scan of the some of the past uh, Call of Duty voice actors. Let's oh. see. Steve Blum, Nolan North, Fred Tatascori. These are all like super well-known voice actors. They do all voice acting for literally every Wait, game. Is, if, is you, if, if you've Blum ever and, watched, uh, if you've ever watched a modern cartoon or a modern video game, those three guys are probably in it somewhere. And Bloom is Bloom is particularly known for he's like every cartoon version of of uh, Wolverine. He's yep. basically he's basically yep. the uh, the cartoon Hugh Jackman. That's pretty accurate. Let's see, Troy Baker. He's also the same kind of guy. I love Troy. Ron Perlman, uh, Tom Kane, Brian Bloom. Uh, let's see, Russian name that I can't recognize, that I can't pronounce, but is in every Guy Ritchie movie I've ever seen. Let's see, 
James Hunt, Gary Oldman, Kiefer Sutherland, Lance Heinrichson, Tony Todd. Which one was Gary Oldman? I can't remember. Uh, Neil McDonough, Michael Keaton, Idris Elba, Bruce Greenwood, Jason Statham, Jeff Goldblum, Jesus, Robert Picardo, Michael Rooker, Ice Cube, Sam Worthington, uh, Brandon Routh, Christopher Maloney, uh, who was actually really good in the last one. Like the uh, was it uh, the last Call of Duty that came out last year? Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was one of the he was one of the primary uh, characters, and he's a good example of like it's like his actual visual image in the in, oh, the, in the game. It's yeah, oh. it's really good. Let's see, Jimmy Kimmel, <laughs> Julian Sands, Ed Harris, jeez. Bill Murray. Oh, dude, I, I think my favorite one was there was a voice pack that came out for like Call of Duty Ghost for multiplayer and it was fucking Snoop Dogg doing the yep. multiplayer announcements uh, in the like in the background. Or oh yeah, I mean I'm just, I'm just like clicking off a bunch of Giovanni Ribisi, Steve Lang, oh. Stephen Lang, Kevin Gage. Uh, good night, all these dudes. I mean it's actually pretty cool. Like when you just flip through it real quick, I mean they they have like a lot of really high powered talent that, that gets in these Adam Beach, you know. So it's pretty cool that, that you see this kind of crossover. And that was the thing that the trailer kind of got me thinking about a couple, a couple hours ago when I saw it. Really well, well done. You if you saw that, you'd be like, eh, it looks like kind of a cool science fiction war movie I'd be interested in seeing this summer. And then it's got like this really, really good like uh, alternative version of Major Tom's uh, of Major Tom uh, of late great David Bowie fame, which I am absolutely confident that that was that that song was chosen purely because David Bowie just died. And I think a lot of it goes to show like how much money these games make that you can get. You know, dudes like Kevin Spacey or these other high level actors like in the game. I, you know, that's probably a good point. You know, if you like, I don't know how much it costs to bring one of these guys in, but I assume it's a hell of a, a lot, lot. Than to, to get them into a movie, but it's still probably pretty pricey. So it, that is probably a good, good indicator of, uh, I mean, they like voice acting jobs cause they can come in in their pajamas and do them, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it's probably an incredibly cost effective way for somebody to, to do some business, you know? Um, so it's, it's kind of cool. It, it's, it, it is kind of cool. Like I said, Call of Duty, Battlefront, you know, all the Battlefield, all those kind of games, they they do what they do really, really well. And there's a reason that they've stuck around this long. I mean, people you know, people keep buying their games for a reason. I mean, we can a lot of people, you know, kind of get a little snooty and throw rocks at them and stuff. I'm I'm not a huge fan, but they they're pretty fun. You know, they they can be anyway. So, you know, it, it, for gamer gamer purists and like kind of you know elite gamers, if you will. Uh, it, it's it may not be your cup of tea all the time, but they're they're good fun. They're like a they're like a good summer you know action movie, not too deep, but looks good, sounds good, and probably worth the time and the money. So let's see. Um, on to a little bit of other news. Um, two bits of movie movie trivia news if you will, uh, and then we'll hop right into some gamey stuff. Uh, real quick, uh, so I have not seen Civil War, and I don't think anybody on the show here has either. Nope. So I, I'm intentionally kind of avoiding a lot of the spoilery stuff about that one, but I have had two or three people tell me that it is quite good, kind of up there in the Winter Soldier range. So I am kind of patiently waiting to see that, and then I'm going to try to check that out next week. Have you guys heard anything about it? I got tickets pretty, for Tuesday, pretty. and then we'll, we'll, we'll have that out next week. <laughs> <laughs> tickets for I have no idea. So you're probably going to see it in two months. 
probably. <laughs> the um, the only other thing that I say is probably of movie note, and it kind of ties back into what I just said. There is apparently Warner Brothers has um, made some slight changes behind the scenes with uh, some of the upcoming DC movies. Uh, ben Affleck is now the executive producer of the Justice League's stuff. Um, instead of Zack Snyder. <laughs> yes. I am okay so, with that. I am totally okay with that. And and apparent and apparently so Zack Snyder's still directing them, but, but I think I think they figured out real quick that they needed to have like an adult in the room when he was running shit. <laughs> I did see Keanu this weekend. Oh you did? Or you did? last week. That was oh, that's the the Key and Peel show, right? Yeah. With the cat, that was a really fun movie. I enjoyed that. I a lot. I can't bring myself to see anything like that. I'm sorry. You should go see. <laughs> it was, I am I, I am actually waiting for John Wick too, though. That that I think that's going to be pretty it, legit. Is that a thing? Yeah, it is. Like for real. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm I'm uh, yeah. I'm gonna go see that. I was I was surprisingly uh, I surprisingly enjoyed the first John Wick. I thought it was going to be like a you know almost just barely above straight to video release. Uh, Keanu Reeves trying to you know make a house payment kind of show, <laughs> and uh, and Zell was like, no, no, I saw it. It's actually pretty good. So I went I, on that rec on that one recommendation from from Zell. Like I, that I is a scary thought that a Zell recommendation gets you to a theater. I, oh, a true statement. So I went and saw it, and I was like, wow, oh, this is it's pretty good. <laughs> it's not too bad. <laughs> I did see a trailer. Uh... For a movie that uh, has piqued my interest just a little bit, um, found it on. It's uh, called Range Fifteen. Oh yeah, it's that's, uh, it, made it by a. Uh, I think he. What is he, Jay? Is he like a former Army Ranger? I think. Matt yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt Bessie's. Uh, he was from Two Seven Five, like Second Battalion, Seven for the Rangers. Uh, he phenomenal dude, absolutely good dude. Uh, Pretty much the way he it, he is a YouTube superstar, like no His shit. YouTube channel is like, fucking amazing. It is absolutely off the hook, and he is pretty much the exact same dude that you see on that YouTube when you when you talk to him in real life. By the way, <laughs> he is he's a really he's a really really good good dude. He does a ton of stuff for vets, uh, like like in the real world and stuff. He he they actually have a really good podcast. Uh, it's definitely oh, yeah. a a dude bro kind of kind of podcast but it is pretty funny uh but he's a really good guy and so they self they, they sort of literally put this movie together all by themselves for the most part and tons of dudes from hollywood showed up just to be in the movie like they didn't like put out money for this thing like they had people coming up to the show like fairly well-known actors going hey man can we be a part of this and they're like fuck yeah bro come on in dude <laughs> it's it's actually Wait, really Shatner's cool yeah, it, it looks really the trailers, you know, makes it look pretty, good. and it kills me because I'm pretty sure it's it's releasing on the fourth of July. I think so. Yeah, I th- I think he was he he talked originally about maybe doing it on Veterans Day, but that but that was like way off off the mark mm-hmm. when they needed to release it. But um, it's I would recommend it if for nothing else. It's it's pretty humorous, and I think I think a fair sure. chunk of the profits are going to go to some uh, veteran charities too. Oh. Awesome. Yeah. So let's see. Anybody else got any random movie or media news? Sweet. Let's go on to the really good stuff. So uh, we've talked a lot about uh, in the last probably three shows, kind of the advent or the the oncoming of the uh, you know the the shooter MOBA, if you will, the third person first person shooter MOBAs that that have been coming out. 
some mixed reviews with some of them. And I haven't really gotten my hands on, on too many of them, but the, the Overwatch beta hit PS4 this week and uh, from the 5th through the 9th. And uh, PC and Xbox. Like, yep. hit everything. <laughs> so a bunch of us got a, got a hold of that. And I, I'll be honest with you, again, like, for some reason I had, like, this is like the season of low expectations, but I, I wasn't really sure what I was going to get out of it. You know, I kind of I, I did watched a couple of the videos from um, not the actual, like the, uh, not the... Uh, you know, kind of the two-minute, you know, things you can get off the uh, the Blizzard website, but the actual like behind-the-scenes making of the game videos. There are actually there's two or three of them that are really, really good. They were done by uh, I can't remember which which game outlet did it, but it was pretty good. Probably about 40 total minutes broken up over about three episodes that really get into how they designed characters, how they designed levels, why they did certain things. It's actually yeah, it's probably about 45 total minutes, but it's actually really w- well worth it in terms of when you watch that, it really gives you like those kind of things gives you a real flavor for, you know, the old classic. Well, what were you thinking when you did this? Um, and I, from my perspective, I would say generally uh, at a very clean, very slick, efficient uh, presentation of a game, like in terms of the actual gameplay and the actual, all the menus, all the stuff looks, it looks pretty good. It sounds good. Plays really smooth. As far as I can tell, the look is kind of a, um, how would I describe this? Uh, modern cartoon, modern cartoon, not cartoony, like, like comical, you know, but uh, definitely like if you turned on like a, uh, like a kid's, like a modern kid's CGI uh, cartoon show or something like that, it would, it's about that style of anim- animation. Pretty good. Really well done. Very crisp. Uh, there's, there's 21 characters, multiple, uh, I think there's only like five or six maps, but the maps are relatively complex. So six, can, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool though. You can there's a lot of neat neat tricks to each each of the map that'll take you a while to kind of work around. Uh, but there's 21 individual characters, kind of broadly broken up into uh, four rough classes or ar- or not archetypes, but four kind of bends, if you will. Kind of your your attacker, your defender, uh, your tank, and your support. Uh, and they're they're really neat because they every 21, in my opinion, like I've played. I played all 21, all but like the last guy on the road that I get at least five games with. So I was actually trying to do legitimate homework on this. They all feel different and they all feel generally useful and they feel really good when you're using them as they were designed, like in what they were designed to be good at. Let me put it that way. So if you have a character that's a really, really good support character, they do phenomenal at that. But if you try to go on the offense with it, probably won't work out too well for you. Uh, so in that, it does really well. So it's it's kind of a, I like to refer to it as being logically imbalanced, like a lot of MOBAs are. So they took that that from kind of your classic uh, top-down MOBA, like ClickFest MOBA, where a lot of the characters can be useful, but they have to be useful in how they were kind of intended to be useful. And when you stray from that, like if you try to brawl with something that's designed to be a ranged character, it's again won't work out well for you, uh, but when you keep them in their niche, they generally perform real well. I would say broadly, they did a really good job of it. You know, I was very surprised they had 21 characters. They all have some things that are unique to them, uh, and they all feel and play different. And you can change the characters routinely throughout the match, throughout the matches, uh, which I thought was kind of kind of neat. So you can change with whatever the tactical scenario is or the other team you're facing. 
you can get into a little chess match of what characters you're going to bring into the field. So generally, my impressions have been pretty good. Uh, what did you guys think? Well, I wanted to. I just wanted to mention really quick. Do you remember who was the first one to get be like really excited on the podcast about this coming out and wanting a beta key and stuff like that? I'm going to assume it's you because you're reminding me. Yes, yes, I am. So noted. But so, yeah, yeah, I've been playing it a lot. I I have been enjoying quite a lot of it. I've only actually played six or seven heroes regularly. I would say you've probably actually played more of them than I have. But that's because I'm a creature of habit, and I find something that works for me, and I stick with it. Well, I tried. I tried pretty much all of them. Uh, well, I, no, I did try all of them. But there's some that I gravitated back to just because I liked how they played. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I don't think we're going to go through all 21. But generally, I would say they work. They work really well for the most part. I was very impressed with the attackers. All felt felt good. Strong offensive. Uh, Offensive players, like well-rounded, you can do a lot of neat stuff with them. They all, they all have something kind of unique about them. You know, the only one that is truly um, what I would call like a plain Jane FPS is really the uh, Soldier Seventy Six. That's and he feels he feels like you're playing Call of Duty when you're carrying. He does, and I he, think that's, that's very that's, much that's, how that's intended too. Yeah. And, and so that one actually is um, pretty pretty legit. You know, it's it's your classic. You know, kind of assault rifle character, get a good sprint, can heal himself a little bit, shoot, you know, has like a, kind of a, like a grenade launcher or a rocket launcher under his, uh, under his rifle that, you know, that has a pretty good cooldown, pretty lengthy cooldown to it. Good medium range skirmisher character. Again, classic Call of Duty-esque type feel. Uh, but then you get all kind of different ones like Reapers, got, like he's a, your close quarters specialist, really, really devastating up close twin shotguns, but he has this, these really cool features that allow him to get up close, like a teleport move, which is pretty handy once you kind of get the, you know, get the hang of it, but there's like a little spin up to it. So it becomes vulnerable when he's doing it. So he can't like blink right into the, into your, like inside your range fan and like crush you. Or you can kind of do like a wraith run where you basically kind of, you can see him, but he's basically intangible and he can, he can't shoot you, but he can, sort of uh, move very quickly in and around the battlefield for a brief moment of time. So really neat mechanics uh, that, that you can deal with with each one. Pretty cool. Uh, then you get some other ones that are that offset a little bit. Like there's Tracer, which is kind of one. There's a little bit of brouhaha on the internet about her. Uh, we can go into uh, in a little bit. But she is a kind of a, a real prototype, prototypical skirmisher. She moves very, very quick, kind of light to moderate damage, um, but has these really cool sort of features where she blinks forward and back in time. So she can do basically these like short burst teleports in, in the direction of travel. And she can also, she has a rewind function where she'll literally um, zap back to where she was three seconds prior with all of her health cooldown, whatever she had three seconds ago, you know, so if she gets in a really bad spot, she hits the rewind button. She's three seconds away from you, uh, depending on what she was doing at the time. And, and sometimes and that, if you're in the same, if you didn't really move that far, really, you just healed up, possibly moved like slightly over from where they were aiming at, like behind them, maybe. And you're now back at full health and they're, they're still, you know, whittled down. And so you can kind of just clean them up. Yeah. The, and the, the, I've, I've caught a couple of people by the end of this weekend that had gotten quite good with her where they would blink behind you, shoot you, you'd spin around, they would blink back, they would rewind back to the front of you, shoot you, and then start circle strafing you. And then by the time you re recalibrated on them, they're blinking across you again. 
works really and here's the here's the interesting thing i've found is that some characters are really really tough one-on-one -on -one, but in a in more than one-on-one -on -one, like two-on-two -two or anything where there's like a mix of people they do not do well at all she is a good example of that um so she if she singles out a character like if you can pick pick off like a straggler or something like that really really good and it's got some fun gameplay mechanics uh one of the other offensive character mccree it's kind of like your classic western western gunfighter kind of guy he's very similar he is really really good at picking off single characters not so good in a big mixed bag gunfight like in the middle of a in the middle of a courtyard or anything like that but if he can get somebody on the flanks or one-on-one -on -one, devastating uh so there's there's some characters that that they, they put some time into the, the defensive characters, a lot of cool tools in terms of um, building or the defensives and the support characters. And these are the ones that I usually look at where you can tell if somebody's put time in character design because offensive and tank characters kind of by their attackers and tanks by their nature, kind of easy to figure out. You know, you can put some cool weapons on them. You can, you know, some different things and you, you can kind of make those go. But the, the defensive minded and the support characters in this game clearly differentiates between those two you can do that's really where you have to come up with some pretty ingenious stuff to make them viable and work well within the framework of the game and i would say generally they did everything from uh kind of your classic builder mechanics where they can put different turrets traps and other other mechanisms teleporters and stuff like that into the game for you uh and then they probably have the best uh, healer slash medic type character that I've seen in any first person, third person, like shootery kind of game at all. Mercy, uh, that character is extremely well done for uh, for what she does. Some really cool mechanics. If you if you've played Dust before, you've played Logi, aka the you know the support healer, the combat medic style. Uh, she's got a staff that basically can do healing and then the alternate instead of healing, you can give a damage buff, which is pretty cool. And if you get really good switching between the two works really well, uh, she's got a neat function where she can lock onto a player and she could fly to them. So if somebody's in uh, critical health, she can literally, if she, as long as she has line of sight, she can lock onto them and fly straight over to them and get heals on really, really quick. Uh, she is armed. She can switch her staff out for a pistol that does, very little damage. It's enough to basically keep somebody at bay until she gets help, uh, or maybe finish off, you know, like a super weak, super weakened opponent. So I would say, like, that's a good example of a really well done support class player uh, that I've rarely seen shooter games get right. So all in all, I, I think it's pretty good. Now I do think there's some tuning they need to do with some of the characters, but I would say they're, you know, for a beta, they're probably 85, 90 percent there. They I think they really just need to do some tweaks on the margins, uh, and I think they're going to be there. I mean, Zell, Bait, what do you guys think? Is that, I mean, is that my, a fair or no? Yeah, I mean, my big thing is I think, I, I you know, I mentioned this pre-show, but um, I think Bastion needs a little bit of a nerf. I think he's a little bit too powerful when he's in his spot. Um, I mean, uh, I one of the notions I had was like a HMG style, uh, you know, spin up when he starts firing. Um, just because he's a little too quick on the ability to just rapidly change targets and clear out anything that comes anywhere in range of him. Um, I think that uh, D.Va's damage is a bit low. Um, it's actually funny because in the non-mech form where she's really squishy and dies immediately, she actually has almost decent damage. Um, 
but she has like no no movement abilities or anything without the mech. Um, but uh, one of the things that I honestly and and this is a this is kind of a big change, but I I want I've is one of those things I kind of feel they need. And I don't know if maybe they're waiting for more heroes to do it or not, but I don't think that they should allow more than one of the same hero on a team, which right now they do. And that's the really weird, actually, that's like probably the biggest difference in team comp design from uh, traditional MOBA is that they allow you to have a bunch of, you know, you could you could actually have a full team of Bastions, which um, I've seen, actually. It's pretty funny. Um, we had like, Four bastions versus three divas in one match. It ended very quickly, actually, but it was. Um, th- that's the one thing I don't like is I think there's some abilities that are balanced on their own, but if you can ha- if you can line up two or three of them at a time, um, you know, dealing with two Reinhardts, dealing with two divas, dealing with two bastions can be really, really difficult. Um, I I, I totally see what you're saying. I, I I'm let's say. I, I agree with you with the caveat that the way this game is, Michael is again very MOBA esque. That if you, if I saw like a team of four or five of anything, as long as I as this is the good this is the key here. If you could actually talk to anybody else uh, on your team very quickly, which you can, but not a lot of people are using Mike Zeta. Uh, if you record it all, fucking annoying. Got it. If you could. Uh, Talk to your people at all, or the other players had kind of you were kind of more veteran bracket, so to speak, and they kind of pick up on it real quick. It would not take long to dismantle a team that was like only f- like four and one or something like that. I you, like it four depends. I mean, if you you're on a if, you, them. if you're on a defensive point and you have um, like uh, Hanamura on defense, um, if you throw like. Three Bastions, a Tajborn, and a and uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Symmetra for the uh, for the defense turrets. Um, you just have immense amounts of stationary turret death power, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> well, I, I, I would see my counter to that. that you could take um, some of the more ranged characters. Uh, and you could really smash those things. Like like Widowmaker is kind of your 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 archetypical sniper in the game. Uh, she's got a, a pretty, a pretty good uh, kind of assault rifle. That's her, that's her basic sort of attack. But what she excels at is like her. Um, it can zoom. It's got a zoom scope, and it goes into a single, you know, single shot like sort of sniper rifle mode. And you can get her into positions where you cannot see see where she's shooting at you from. And all you need is an angle. And that's the. And that's what I found is um, like I so I played Bastion quite as it was it was kind of a fun fun thing. It's like oh that's kind of can turn back and forth between a turret. You can move. You can do something. And I I would tell you that you can really wreck shop with Bastion. I'm on board with uh, when you set him up in a good spot and there's good cover and you've got like at least to your flanks covered well, like where it's really tough to come up on you. Um, I think you're spot on, Zell. But like outside of like one area on that one map, and even there, people being because you can access those defensive plat- platforms from four different sides. A couple of those area effect dudes come in there and go over it. Like it's all over. I've I've seen uh, like if you get a, they've got a character called Junkrat. It's sort of this you know Mad Max looking jester character that has your you know grenade launcher. He is, if you get that guy in the right hand, again, with any of these characters, what I found is in the scenario, they can be great. 
but if you can off guard, if you catch them out of out of position where they're good, they're designed, you can really hammer them. Uh, but junk, junk rat actually works well as things like that. So he can throw traps down. He can throw down. Uh, he and he His can Q ability is actually v- very very powerful too. Is the I would the, agree with that the tire Rip tire yeah that that does a pretty good job clearing out um, established defenses. And, that's, and and while I I actually kind of like the idea of limit you know like kind of having like one of each you know no more than one of each, I do recognize that um, there's a balance of like player choice some of these. So like we've played Heroes of the Storm a couple of times, which is probably the only uh, like uh, you know down clicky MOBA that I've actually played with any of time. I'm, I've I generally didn't like that style game, but Heroes of the Storm was pretty good. Fast and varied gameplay and. Different maps and fun. Yeah. And it's surprisingly deep, you know. Um, Blizzard comes in and they invent. They tell you how you always should have been playing games to begin. That's that's probably about right. And I, you know, and I don't throw that out lightly. But the the thing that I noticed about him is I can't have like any number of the same character uh, in the, in those teams in Hero of the Storm. So that doesn't really bug me too much. But I do I do understand exactly what you're saying because I know that's like a that's a big thing in some of the other MOBAs that are out there. So I can I mean, kind of see where you're coming from. You can't double up heroes and heroes that storm. I thought you could. No, you cannot. Hmm. Okay. I was almost I was positive you could, but my bad. No, I mean that they will what they will allow, um, which I don't know if other game if other games allow is in in normal matchmaking each team can both have the same heroes, which I know in in ranked play in pretty much all games you cannot. Where you know all 10 people on the map will be playing different heroes and ranks. But in normal matchmaking, you can usually have one on each team. Okay. No, yeah. For some reason, I remember when I played it, I thought you, I thought you could hit, have nope. more than one of us. <laughs> but okay. I mean, they have right. a lot okay. of characters that are similar enough that you can kind of work with. Um, it's actually, uh, there's a mild anger comment about, um, I guess Heroes of the Storms decided to make Widowmaker a skin for Nova instead of making just a second sniper. Um, with different abilities, um, whereas like Tracer's her own hero in Heroes of the Storm now as well. Oh, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, they they in- well, I'm I'm still upset about it because they introduced Tracer and they said basically if you pre-ordered it, if you pre-ordered it via Battle.net, you can play it now, and if you pre-ordered it anywhere <laughs> Overwatch anywhere else, you can't. And uh, I pre-ordered it on Amazon, so um, I've been not playing Heroes of the Storm out of irritation with that until I can play uh, Europe. So. And apparently she, okay. was, she was introduced OP as heck, so it would have been really unpleasant to be playing this last month. <laughs> now, uh, the, um, Zelda, the show came on. You and I were talking kind of about like match mechanics and match links and stuff. Could you, would you mind kind of uh, teeing that one up? Because you, you had some really good points about kind of the feels, the feel of the match and the length. Oh, um, yeah. So the and this is actually this is one of the reasons I mainly prefer Here's the Storm over like League of Legends is is that um, Here's the Storm match length feels good. You generally you know fifteen to twenty minutes. It doesn't overstay its welcome. If the game is going badly, it's over. You know. Um, whereas some games it can drag on for forty fifty minutes. Like Paragon, you can be know you're losing and still be playing for another half an hour. Um, uh, Overwatch is has pretty much tiered ending points and, and it times out very quickly if you're losing very badly and otherwise it, and so matches can be like two minutes or 18 minutes but it it feels good where it ends 
yeah, no, I, I would, I would say normally if you're in a, there, there's a couple different styles of, uh, of play, as you can imagine. They're, they're very objective. That's one of the things I like about this. It's very objective based. It has, um, not much to do with just, you know, like team deathmatch style. There's really not a mode like that. So there's your class, uh, objective based gameplay, attack, defend, kind of, you know, point control, that kind of thing. And you start on an attacking side or defending side. And if you don't defend well and they they steamroll you, like you only have to take two objectives, uh, and it will end very quickly. Literally two two and a half minutes uh, if you just get get housed off it right off the front. Uh, the other one more of a um, escort mission, so it's still an attack defender kind of concept. But you're escorting a uh, usually a truck or a vehicle of some kind on this permanent path uh, through a map. Maps are actually surprisingly big, by the way, and, and really complex. It's they're they're really well done. I find them really linear, though. To be honest. They well, I that too. But the more I started exploring, like for the main routes, what you find is there's a ton of little side routes or little trenches or over overpasses that you can get into and some of them frankly are only accessible to certain types of characters yeah and, and there like are that, characters that don't have advantage. enough there are characters that don't have enough vertical to really explore a lot of areas but i mean if you look at a lot of maps there are some very strong choke points where there's simply no way except going through one or two doorways to progress in the map well that that's true I, that, that, you're spot on that i think it's you know, those are the cases in terms of what you've done up to that point probably sets you up for success to get through those choke points or how you prepped it before you get there. So it's I, I didn't mind too much because uh, it's because you got some of that like close quarters play uh, for parts of the map. But generally, the longest match style is the escort mission. So it's kind of, as Zill said, there's kind of these time gates. So you've got so many minutes to get the full from point A to point B. Well, in between point B, there are these little gates that you have to make time gates to get it so far. I want to say it's like three or four segments. Is that about right? Depends on the map. So the bigger bigger the map, more segments. But I think it's like five minutes per segment to get there. So in theory, the longest possible match that you could, that you could have is about 20 minutes. I would say like since I've been playing, I've played the day it came out, the day the beta came out until through through today, the longest I had was somewhere around 18 minutes, and, and most of them are like somewhere in the 13 to 15 minute range if you get escort mission. Attack, defend, usually it's 10 minutes at the, at, the, at its most. But the game, like, but the feel is really good. You don't, it doesn't feel like it's dragging on. It feels very, very quick. Um, you're not hurried through anything. It's they they apparently spent some really good time on just like the length of match and like and how it goes through the matches. Overtime mechanic is another big note that they do that works, I think, really well. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. For those who don't know, effectively, what it is is when it when the counter reaches zero, if something if someone is on the objective contesting it, it'll keep the match going. Yeah, which so you I, won't, I find you won't time out. Cool instantly when it clocks to zero if you're like almost almost capturing it yep no i think that's kind of actually because it, it's it kind of gives you that that little ump right there at the end to to kind of to go it's it 
I think it's done. It's done generally pretty well. Uh, I would say in terms of that that style. Let's see what else what is it going to put out on. I had a couple other notes on it. Um, uh, okay, character progression. There's really none uh, because it's basically like a MOBA. So like all of the all of the characters' uh, talents and abilities are open to you the minute the the gate goes down. You can play, which is kind of cool. Like so, really, the thing you're unlocking with levels is a very deep set of. Um, Vanity items, you know, all the skin, different voice lines, uh, different uh, emotes and poses and icons and uh, graffiti sprays, stuff like that. So it's, there's no, they don't really have like, you know, any kind of character building uh, per se. But what you do have is with all 21 characters, they're all very, very different. So that's what I found. That's kind of what I like is uh, if you've played games before, we have like a bunch of different lots and stuff you do use for different things, uh, like a shooter S type game. The characters are really your loadout. If you think about it and think about those terms, depending on whatever the situation you need is, you switch to the appropriate character. And, and that's kind of cool because you, you kind of get driven to playing other, other kind of play styles to that note. Uh, one of the things I liked was how you keep score or, or how you how you view view players so at the end of the at the match there's two things that kind of occur one well really three so you get the play of the game not here but the play of the game so it, some game singles out a player that did something really cool or got like a multi-kill that you know like use multiple abilities or whatever it's usually kind of cool it's about a 10 you know seven to ten second clip them doing something uh, and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's always, and for me, like at least half of them, it's usually them killing me for whatever reason. So that works. Uh, so that's part one. Then part two, you you get to vote. Like the players in the pool get to vote on who had the best game, and it shows you like four different items, uh with wildly different stats. You know, this guy blocked the most damage. This guy you know, dealt the most damage. This person did the most healing or the most. Or they're, you know, like this character, she builds teleporters as part of her, um, her you know, her signature repertoire. And like 52 people use their te teleporter match or something like that. Um, so it gives you these different sort of markers for people make to play it, well. It sounds like everyone sounds, it's it's kind of like a participation trophy. Everyone sounds awesome. Yeah, kind of. But what, what, if, what I started keeping track of what was, because I assumed that people would go to... Who got the most kills, right? Like on, uh, like in Italy, I found it to be pretty even. Like the, it was like the players that may not have killed a bunch, but they put a, put the turrets out at the right place at the right time, healed people, or they were building walls where they needed to, or um, really choice like uh, takedowns on the objective and stuff. Like those, generally, the players like were recognizing those that affected the match the best. And the stat that you get, and what basically what you get your XP off of, XP, the only thing it really does, I think, it, at least in the beta, I don't know what it does in the full game, but in the beta, it, that's what you use to unlock uh, crates that give you different skins and vanities and such. Um, but what I've generally found, like, the players would kind of vote for people that literally were affected the match the most in, in whatever way it was. And then you're you're scored on a variety of different um, 
mechanics, they're usually somewhat specific to your player. So if you're running a tank, it'll you actually XP for blocking damage or absorbing damage. And that's not something you get XP for necessarily if you're an attacker. So I kind of like the fact that they spent some real time on figuring out, you know, end match value uh, or scoring, if you will, for the different characters. I thought, uh, again... The sign that they actually have been trying to put some real, real depth to the different styles of play, and that's uh, that's probably very indicative of a couple of things I heard in that um, that video that that we talked about a little while ago that they had. I, I'm going to see if I can find a link for it too. But they did speak about how they were into make the game much more about how you performed as a team or how you performed against the objective of the match versus rock you know, KD ratio, you know, kill-death ratio in terms of, you know, the classic metric for a shooter. So I did appreciate that quite a bit. Yeah, I did too. I think that was, um, it's it's probably one of my favorite things about the game. Um, You know, being a support player uh, primarily, um, I feel like sometimes they don't get recognized or, you know, um, or whatever as much as they should, because, you know, they do a lot. I mean, you think you, while you're not paying attention to your, to your health or whatever, somebody back there is keeping you alive. Um, and just to have, you know, like two, two or three people vote, uh, you know, that you have the, that they thought you had the best match. Um, even though there's that dude who went like 20 and 0 or whatever, uh, is it, it's really encouraging and it's a really nice touch, I think. Yeah, I, I was. It's generally, I, I was impressed by it. Uh, sur- again, surprisingly so. Should try more things that I recommend. Clearly. Uh, let's not go crazy. Um, I mean, but <laughs> I, I recommended John Wick. I recommended Overwatch. You know, maybe you're starting to learn. You just gotta Fair. take my advice. No, no, no. Next like he's gonna that, recommend uh, we all get changed. You know, oh no, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's again. I would say it was generally a pretty well. It's far, you know, for a beta, very well done game. Um, and as Zell said, Blizzard generally turns out pretty well. Pretty well crafted product. They don't. They don't whiff on a whole lot of games. Um, this one is pretty solid so far. Uh, I don't think it's going to be much different when it releases alive. I they've, assume the, they've um, had the closed beta open for months too, so they've already done a lot of the tuning. I assume that really the biggest thing is going to be store, uh, you know, sort of the how do you unlock and how do you spend money from the game kind of parts. Uh, I don't I, suspect there's going to be a whole lot more. I'm kind of curious it. if they're going to do, uh, if they are going to put in like a, a pay for the vanity credits or whatever, because there was no indication of it in the, in the beta yet. And I mean, it is a pay for game. It really doesn't have microtransactions currently. And that's that's kind of a good point. It's I mean. It's it's a full fledged you know sixty dollar game. Uh, well, what I did notice is that you can like in order to unlock skins, you can they can either have a loot box, which and skins are relatively rare, uh, or you you can get coins, you know, like in game coins, you know, and I get in a couple of loot boxes. And I kind of think that they will sell those coins at some point, but they haven't that's done what it. That's I was thinking. But yeah, like right now, you just get those coins occasionally in a loot box. It's like, oh, okay, so I can choose whatever I want with these. Yeah. So and and right now, I'm not tracking. You find, you know, like I found coins in the loot box, but I don't think that there's a way I can spin them yet. Is what I've noticed. Yeah, I mean, so, if you if you like double click on a thing you don't have, it'll give it'll unlock it for you. I've I bought oh, okay. I, I bought a that. heroic 
victory intro thing that way. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. So, I mean, if, if anything, yeah, I could see in, you know, in the PlayStation store or whatever, you could buy like, you know, a thousand coins or whatever. But I'm pretty impressed. So uh, now the, in terms of things, I in, instead of just going on and on about all this stuff we kind of like, th- there are some, as Zell and I have mentioned, I think there are some balance I think they can kind of tweak here and there. Um, the movement was very smooth, uh, but it's also relatively simple. I'm, I've like been playing a lot of games where there's a lot more verticality in the games. There's a lot more dynamic movement. Um you know that kind of stuff. There's not a lot of that in I this. I think that's game. a. I think that's a point of balance. I mean, um, Genji. I, yeah, I don't you, disagree. Genji has a massive. Like Genji basically just climbs walls. Um, and uh, I think. Uh, I think uh, what's his name? Uh, Lucio can pretty much run along walls and up and down walls. Um, kind of skates. Um. And then, uh, actually, I think Diva has the most verticality of any any character because she can pretty much hit space and boost anywhere the heck she wants. Um, um I think Farah or, or Farah does because she can fl- like it fly. Yeah, I mean, it, well, she flies, but she doesn't have a whole lot of control over it. Like she goes, she jumps up and then she kind of glides. Whereas Diva literally boosts to whatever direction she wants. She can get pretty far off of a off of a boost. Sure, I'm, I'm I'm on board with that. And like I said, it's uh, a lot of the games I, I am I've been playing last you know couple of years. Really, they tend to be more um, a lot more dynamic in their movement. Now, being said, like the characters have different different capabilities of movement uh, in this game. I think by design. And the one thing I would kind of point out to people, this is at its core, it is a really really you know, fairly simple, very efficient shooter game. What makes it really good is the fact they've how they've approached the, the 21 different characters. But the general shooting mechanic, general like movement mechanics, is is pretty vanilla. Uh, and and I don't mean that bad, by the way. I mean that literally, it's you're not going to do dyna- dynamic parkour moves and like slide across the ground and, you know, double tap somebody and then go into a combat role kind of like you can in, in a lot of other games out there. So you're not going to get that style of, of gameplay. Uh, but it, it's pretty, like I said, it's pretty solid, but it, it is a little bit different. Uh, it definitely, I could see where some people that like that kind of stuff, like, you know, the sort of warfare or, you know, Call of Duty, you know, Modern Warfare kind of thing, where I could see them really maybe not digging it too much. Uh, that is one where I guess some people might have some some issues with it. I, I don't know that there are any issues with it, but it, well, it took me a little bit to kind of get to. Um, the other thing is the fact that it, it does, at its core, it's, it's a MOBA-style game. So, again, a lot of the games I've been playing, there's some character progression aspects to again not so much case with this game it's sort of what you see is what you get with the 21 characters in the pool that you can pick so for some players like that's you know part of the game is the actual progression in the character character building i generally tend to like quite a bit now i do appreciate because this is a very simple keep saying simple like it's you know and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just a very stripped-down version. Uh, but 
of some of the things I've been it's seeing. Simple it's simple like chess well. is simple. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's, it, that's not, a really good way to it's describe It's not a this. huge number of rules, the, you know, and each each character has its particular very set-in role, but you can get an extremely deep amount of gameplay out of that. That's a, that's a very good way to look at it. Um, I, I, I think that's a, a pretty solid, solid analogy uh, because you can really have a lot of good tact play with it. I would also point out that because it's beta, you don't have a whole lot of people coordinating on mics, very few. I did for about an hour this weekend. I was able to get a party of, I think, four people together. Yeah, four people counting. Uh, and then you pick up whatever two randoms hopped in, hop match with you. I will tell you this. Um, when you have people actually coordinating because of what I just said, like the kind of the chess aspect because of how the different pieces work, you come up with some incredibly effective techniques and tactics um, and that's really how this game designed. And so I, I play after I play. I think it was yesterday. I played uh, with a small group, and I went back and I watched part of that little uh, expose video, kind of the making of Overwatch. And they highlighted a couple of periods where, like this game, the game really actually feels the way they the way tended when you're actually on a coordinated team. So they had some really strong design core design pieces that they were working around, objective-based gameplay, make multiple different roles relevant, and really, really emphasize the benefit of team play. And until you actually do it, until you actually... I know if you've played any kind of competitive game, most people, I would say 99.9% of people that actually have two brain cells rubbed together would say, yes, coordinated team play works better. No shit. I mean, that, that's very obvious. But this game, I think... In its DNA, it's designed that way, and it's designed well because if you get the right people and you mix and match the talents, and you know you get some really strong synergy gameplay from the mechanics that the different play bring. And if you're smart and do like almost like line changes and where the situation is changing, you know you already have taught you're talking through on the fly who you're changing to. So that you get complementary effects, you know, when you're going from off the defense, or if you're you're trying to set up different style of styles of attacks and things, I found that to be incredibly rewarding. And again, I only played like played that for like that for an hour, but I think this has the potential to be a really really fun team game. And there there are some beautiful combos you can pull off with a couple of heroes. Um, one of the ones that I did was. Um, I was playing Bastion, and I set up as a turret, literally on the escort vehicle. And um, uh, this, this we were doing defense. I think this actually probably would have worked in offense too, just because of how well it seemed to work. But um, uh, and then Reinhard with his gigantic shield that he puts out, um, he was st- like standing there in front of me, putting out the shield, and I could just mow down anything that came up, and nothing could kill me because I was behind Reinhard. Uh, the only challenge I had with that is Reinhard was not very aware of where his fat rear was. So, like, the shield extends out pretty far, and if I'm, like, if I'm beside him, but behind the shield, I'm good. But a lot of times he would stand in front of me, and I can't see anything. I'm not dying, but I also can't shoot anything. But um, stuff like that worked really well. Um, And a few times I saw, that actually happened without me being on comms with the guy who was doing it. He just saw me set up on the thing. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna put my shield in front of him. And that just worked. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty cool. Like I've I I have played Reinhardt quite a bit uh, this morning actually, and what I noticed is things. One, you, and 
as long as people don't know how to get around that shield, like you're you're pretty powerful. Like you can you could run some run some business with that thing. Um, the minute that somebody figures out that they can shoot over the top of your shield, like Junkrat shoot a grenade over the top of your shield. Like if you didn't like I was getting really good at going into one of the objectives on the on the attack, I'd use Rhino and then I would basically put his butt in a corner and his shield he he had you know, in theory, 360, 360 cover, and it would frustrate the heck out of people until two things happened. One, a guy playing crat figured out that he can lob that grenade right over the top of the shield or bounce it because his grenades bounce. He could shoot it behind the shield and it would just like rebound into me. Or two, sure, could teleport behind my shield and maul me. <laughs> so... Like they, to everything, there is a counter, is what I would say. But yeah, there's some really cool synergies using using build that way, using the different builders, the turrets, the wall builders, uh, for good effect different types of gameplay. Really, really cool. Really cool. Uh, so I, I'm actually kind of, uh, I, I think I'm going to add an order of the game and probably add a library for at least a little bit longer. I mean, probably should pre-order it while you still get like I think you can still get the bonus skins today. You can, yeah. So I think, oh, by the way, on that note, uh, the the beta is supposed from the 5th through the 9th, and there's a message that came out to us that they're extending it through the 10th, through, I think, 10 p.m. Pacific time, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So if you haven't tried it, I do recommend you get given a shot to it. Uh, and if you like it, maybe pre-order, because you do get some cool one-time available skins, uh, which, by the way, look really good. Origins they, cut, skin, they look they really good. The- they cut those really weirdly, though. The uh, the beta end time you said eight p- uh, ten p.m. Pacific or something like that. That's, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They. It seems like this this game has always had like this weird cutoff for its beta availability being like mid evening. Because um, there's one previous um, beta weekend, and the beta weekend ended like on a Sunday or on a Saturday at at eight p.m. my time, and I was like. What the heck, you know, we, and they just, the game just shuts, crashes, basically, it just returns, says, you know, can't connect to the game server, no matter where you are mid-match, and so, like, you're playing in the middle of the evening, the game just shuts off, and you're like, did, did the server die, and then you find out, oh, no, you know, the beta weekend ended, and I kind of wish that they had maybe thought out more, like, ending it in the middle of the night when no one cares, like most games do when they shut, shut stuff down, or um, if maybe if they didn't stop, like the other thing I wish they would do is they should stop issuing matches 10 minutes before they're going to shut the server down and really try and let at least most of the games that are playing end before they just abruptly cut it off. Cause I've had some, I've had some unpleasant experiences with where they cut off the server on this thing. Yeah, no, that's fair. So I do have one correction. It says the beta will end on 10 at 10 AM PT. I assume that's Pacific time. Okay, yeah, uh, that's that's better. That is better. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's in the middle of a you know, work school day, so that, that works out well. Okay. Um, any other closing thought Overwatch? Liked it. It was fun. Probably something I'll play in between games. Okay. All right, that's fine. Uh, Zell, I assume you're kind of on board like me? Oh, yeah. I, I pre-ordered it months ago. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, so I think that kind of wraps up a lot of the show tonight. Talked a little bit about some uh, uh, some Call of Duty stuff and some some neat uh, you know, blend of cinematics and that kind of how the uh, game games gone mainstream, if you will, in terms of uh, some of the Hollywood talent or the Hollywoodness of them. Um, much to the gamers' benefit, by the way. 
And a little bit about uh, some DC movie news, just a tidbit, kind of funny. Uh, and then we spent really the predominance of the show getting over Overwatch, which I think generally uh, we all we all like. Most of our Skype buddies have been pretty pretty positive on it. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be probably putting this one in my bag, and we'll be looking forward to the full run and seeing how that goes. Uh, on that note, also played a bit of World of Tanks this weekend, which I'm still a fan of. I've just been haven't been able to get back to it much because trying to try other games uh, to be able to talk intelligently about them on the show. But that can't World of Tanks on the on the console is going very very strong, uh, and they continue to to iterate and make my improvements on an already really good game. So uh, I'll probably be looking to do a a little bit of dive on World of Tanks here in the next week or two and try to get back at. And we might even invite uh, RLD uh, Saberwing back on to talk a little bit about some of what they're working on on the community side. So let's pick out some shout-outs, guys. Um, Bate, do you mind uh, hitting at the first shout-out? I'd like to give a shout-out to this biology. Pretty not interesting at all. This biology. Pretty not uh, interesting at all. Uh, shout-out to Keanu. It was a pretty fun movie. Highly recommend everybody go see that movie. Um, you will laugh. If you like Kim Peel, you will like this movie. Um, and that should be it. Okay. Uh, Zell. I'm going to give my shout out to the really, really awful players I played with during this podcast on World of Warcraft. It's just truly awful. Um, it was, it was, uh, very boring and I, I, a lot of failure. It was sad. That's it. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll give a shout out to uh, to Blizzard and Battle.net for putting out what looks to be a pretty solid game. Uh, as Zell said, they generally tend to turn some some fairly fairly nice stuff, and they tend to have a a, a kind of a cool end. At first glance, they seem really simple, kind of not too deep. Uh, but the more you play them, the, the you find out there's a lot of uh, subtleties to the game. There's a lot of odds that you can build into them. That's kind of a, a trait they have with Blizzard games. So shout well, out to them. And the, the big thing is that the, the, the controls are generally are very good. simple. And, and whereas I think there's a lot of hidden features on a lot of other games. Yeah, no, I think that's probably pretty fair. Uh, okay, so folks, we're going to go ahead and kind of lay in the plane today and uh, bring this episode to a close. We really appreciate joining us on episode 104 for Biomass. Uh, and again, we appreciate you listening to this on a podcast because we aren't doing this live stream tonight because Pokey's not here. Uh, and he's not here for all the right reasons, not, not the least of which is the vacancies in the Pacific Times. So, uh, folks, we appreciate it, and good night and good luck.